0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing with the Gospel of Mark. We're in the 14th chapter, and we're up to the 10th verse. So let me show what this 10th verse is. (laughs) The first word says this, then, okay, then, T-H-E-N, then. So what does that mean? Well, in relationship to what had just happened, there's something else that's subsequent to it, and so that's what verse 10 is, then Judas Iscariot. Who was one of the twelve, went off to the chief priest in order to betray him, that's Jesus, to them. Now, I want us to think about this for just a moment, okay? What had we just seen previously in the Gospel of Mark? Remember, previous episode. Yeah, uh, the woman that had come and had poured out the nard on top of Jesus, and Jesus says, hey, leave her alone. Don't bother her. The people were complaining, hey, we could have used all that money right there to help the poor. Another gospel, you find out that Judas was really upset because he wanted to get his hands on that money. And I find it interesting that it's at this point in time that Judas then goes to the chief priest to offer himself up as a way of betraying Jesus. Jesus. It was after he saw uh, how Jesus responded to how this woman had used really this vast wealth, okay, a year's salary, okay, had used this in anointing him for a burial yet to come. When Judas saw that, it's when he went then. Now, what was his motivation? It could have been anything. Uh, There's a lot of conjecture on it, okay? And when you see what Jesus says about Judas later, it's a sad, sad, sad thing. Uh, a lot of people think that Judas was actually trying to force Jesus' hand, trying to force Jesus into revealing who he was and that he was the king of the world, et cetera, et cetera, and was trying to manipulate and do things like that. Uh, Judas later came back and he recanted and he repented in the flesh, but he didn't repent in the spirit type of thing. Okay, And so uh, it was this whole episode here with the woman was probably, as the saying goes, the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to Judas. So now he goes, and verse 11 says that they were glad when they heard this and promised to give him money. And he began seeking how to betray him at an opportune time. So remember the religious rulers were seeking how they could Uh, stealthily arrest Jesus and kill him without the crowd finding out well now they got one of Jesus' disciples who has come in, one of the twelve and offered himself to betray him well they jumped on this they won't give him money they didn't give him a lot of money (coughs) they gave him 30 pieces of silver literally the price of the slave that's what you see in the Old Testament I think in two places that that's the price of a slave and so now they've agreed to it and he's seeking a time to be able to do this Verse 12 continues. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? Now, this is a great verse there again to get the timing of all this and to understand what's going on. And I know, you know, don't get bored with me on this, okay? I just think it's really important. (laughs) The Passover lamb was to be sacrificed, the scripture said, between the evenings on the 14th day of the sun. Okay, the 14th day of the sun. When the sun went down, according to the Hebrew calendar, and when the Lord gave the feast of Israel to Israel, they were under the Hebrew calendar, right? It's at sundown when the day begins, and it would become the 15th day. That 15th day was the first day of the feast of unleavened bread. Okay, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And that feast lasts seven uh, seven days. And that first day and the last day was a high holy day. It was considered to be a Sabbath day. Well, right here in Mark 14, 12, it says, On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed. So how could the Passover lamb be sacrificed on the first day of unleavened bread when according to the law... The Passover lamb was to be sacrificed the day before. Well, there's a couple things going on. First of all, if you're going by the Roman calendar, in Roman time, the Passover lamb would be sacrificed. I believe it was sacrificed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday. Well, when the sun went down, it would still be Wednesday. Well, the Jewish people would start celebrating unleavened bread, and on the Roman calendar, it would be on the same day. Okay, So that's one explanation. Another explanation is, I think they were just conflating the um, the feast. Because one feast started on the 14th. The next day, the next feast started. And so they they just considered them to be one feast. And you see it sort of handled like that in the scripture. It referred to as the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and it includes the Passover, the sacrifice of the Passover lamb. Because the sacrifice of the Passover lamb, They actually call it the day of preparation because that's part of preparing the meal that they're going to be eating when they sit down on the first day of unleavened bread in the evening of the 15th. And so that Passover lamb is killed at three o'clock in the afternoon on the 14th. Three hours later, they have roasted the lamb. They are sitting down and they're having the meal and it begins the feast of unleavened bread. So. On the first day of unleavened Bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, his disciples said to Jesus, where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? So see, they haven't eaten the Passover yet. They, They were going to prepare it. Okay. And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Let me stop here real quick a man carrying a pitcher of water would be a little unusual because usually it's the women that were carrying the pitcher of water. So he says, you're going to see this man carrying a pitcher of water. Now, verse 14. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he himself will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Prepare for us there. The disciples went out and came to the city and found it just as he had told them and they prepared for the Passover. Now this is one of the reasons that people think that the meal that Jesus sat down with to eat with the disciples that night was the Passover meal because they're preparing for the Passover. I don't think it was the Passover meal proper because Jesus is the Passover lamb. He was going to die later that day when the sun went down. It began the 14th day and then he would be the Passover lamb. Uh, the preparation for the Passover was fairly extensive. Okay, they would have to get all the ingredients together. They would have to work out uh, a little thing to get a lamb, a portion of a lamb, or something like that. They'd have to get all the elements of it. They would have to clean the room out. The room had to be clean, and it says right here that it, was, it uh, was prepared, furnished, and ready. But they would have to do the cleaning of it. So there's all sorts of things that would be involved in that uh, preparation. So it does not necessitate that. The meal that they sat down that evening was the Passover meal. People say, well, but Jesus said (laughs) that he wanted to have this meal with them for a long time. That's absolutely true. That's one of the reasons I don't think it was the the yearly Passover. I think the meal that Jesus was wanting to have with them for a long time was the meal establishing the new covenant. The new covenant. And when you look at what he said, he was establishing a new covenant. He wasn't just celebrating uh, a Passover. And I know people have Seder meals and they go all this detail. Oh, this this is a Jewish tradition, this and this and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of that is not biblically true. It may be traditionally true but not biblically true. And they want to point everything. And yes it may be this and that. But you know what? If you just adhere to what the Scripture says it's a lot more powerful. Verse 17, last verse of the day When it was evening, he came with the twelve. So it was evening. That would have been evening which began the 14th day of the sign. Jesus would die later that day at three in the afternoon. Again, I'm Dale. Our time's up. We'll continue in the next episode. Goodbye.